Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 21st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I am doing great. I uh, I can't wait. The uh, the tour's just really premier run starts right now with the Mexico Open. I've been waiting all year for this. Waiting all day for the Vedanta Vallarta. I... Uh... Coming up, I, I've been researching that Greg Norman signature course. There's some fabulous descriptions of that golf course on the internet that I will uh, I will be reading during our schedule for the week portion. A really interesting segment. I mean, we've got Vidanta Vallarta. We've got two full teams, the Steiners, the Steiners, full Steiners roster, as well as uh, Torque. Wait, what is over in Oman? So we've ah. got all the best in the world far afield. Next, we've got everybody's waiting for Jetta. Just wait for Jetta is earlier this year. So, you know, just a lot of great golf happening. You know, golf is a professional. The, I well, go love ahead. that they moved Jetta. It's just so much better of a time of year in Jetta in March <laughs> than, than October. Well, they would typically. <laughs> this is beautiful this time of year. They would typically do the Saudi International like opposite Phoenix Open. So it would be early. I don't know if they're just trying to fill like the economic impact. There's more people around King Abdullah Economic City in uh, this time of year than in whenever it used to be, October. But I, I just, I'm not sure that's a fact. Did you see but that Wall Street have... Journal article floating around about, about Saudi Arabia running yeah, out of money? Yeah, going broke. <laughs> I totally broke. Just have no more money. I, I mean... It's an interesting article. I think there's golf people just licking their chops for it to be to kind of overread into it. Um, what does it say? Last year was the first time they had a contraction of their economy or a tra- contraction in their economy. Then you know an expansion. You know it. The uh, Ashley Perez they might maybe the one to blame for that. The divorce attorney. I don't know what's going. They've they've kind of overextended themselves on live. No, the thrust of the WSJ article was that they're making these like in like crazy big projects in the Middle East, like wild galaxy brain stuff beyond your wildest imagination. And some of it costs a lot of money, but I think they'll be okay. I think they'll have a couple billion uh, to, to, to lay their heads on at night. But yes, that there was a lot of golf people. Who are you more worried about running out of money? Elon Musk or Saudi Arabia? Neither. Neither. I'm not up to speed on the latest of Mr. Musk, quite honestly. I know he's erratic on Twitter, and but I don't know where he's at financially. And the Twitter, I don't think, has been a big win on the uh, business side for him. But God knows everybody and their mothers driving Teslas around me. Where are you on Teslas? you got probably a lot around you in Northern California. Yeah, there's, they're all over the... I mean, Rivian's the new hot thing here. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody that's cool has got a Rivian, you know? These people's identity are way too wrapped up in their car. 
I mean, these people, like people who own a Tesla, and this says nothing of the like value of a Tesla, the environmental it's just, impact you're just of a throwing, Tesla. You're just thro- lumping but all Tesla just, owners into one. I am. I am. They're way <laughs> too in to owning a Tesla. And some of them are my good friends. It's just a car, man. It's like before when BMW was like, before BMW was ubiquitous in the way that it is now, and it was more like rare to see those out there. Like you'd see BMW go by like that guy is an a-hole probably one in two chance that guy's an a-hole Man, not like that just, anymore just because they're ubiquitous just everybody vomit us out of any future sponsorship tesla is that way now tesla sponsorship tesla's that way now just guys really into having a tesla and i'm saying that's not a bad thing necessarily but that's just generally my experience and they're everywhere i just want to balance out this DC. conversation okay say I'd if anybody wants to send, if anybody wants to send me a BMW, I'll gladly take it. Wait, I'll I roll did... around town, take pictures with it. Uh, oh, you absolutely shill for hire. Or, or if anybody sellout. wants to send me a Tesla, I'll do the same thing. I'm not I popping just want BMW. That on the I'm BMW of a prior era, early 2000s, late 90s. The little bros driving around Capitol Hill and their whatever threes, and just thinking they're. You know, this, that, and the other. All right. I also um, have no problem with anybody that drives either of these cars. Neither do I. Or or never had a problem with any people that drove them in any era. Okay. Look at you. Just a complete, you know, vanilla, vanilla ice cream scoop of uh, <laughs> non-contrarianism. Don't want to offend anybody, upset anybody. I'm not trying to offend. I'm not even criticizing my friends. I'm just saying they're in to having a Tesla. All right, let's go There's on. this other brand. You know, have you seen it? It's got like the like kind of like little compass logo. Um, it's not Lotus. It's um, I can't remember what the name of it is. Uh-huh. Um, I guess those things cost like, from what I understand, like $300,000 to manufacture. Okay. Somebody was telling me about this out here. Um, it's not Pole. What is it? God, it's killing me. It's going to kill me what the name of this. They've got a, a little dealer right by me. Um, Lucid. Lucid is the okay. name. Okay. And they sell them for like 70000 I just don't I don't understand the well, business a, model. Sure, there's an end game there where they're going to hit some sort of scale in the cost of manufacturing. Ideally goes down. I don't know. Everybody's got a solution to problems that don't exist these days. What's the solution? What's the problem that doesn't exist that that you're most upset about the solution of? I don't know. Blow you and Lamagna trying to blow up the West Coast swing. (laughs) That's more Lamagna. It's the best part of the schedule because of when it is. I get that a Riviera could be good in another time of year. But Memorial stinks by and large because of when it is. We're just burned out. We don't give a shit about anything but majors come basically April 15th. And you want to put Riviera in between whatever or put it in August when no one cares anymore about golf. We're burned out. I guess I no think one people cares might is, care is about the playoffs. It, they might. And maybe Riviera adds value to it. But West Coast Swain is hot. It's been hot. Riviera is like ascendant. It's kicking ass for the last five, seven, ten years. It's been an amazing run. I don't think we should change a thing. I get that the weather, the conditioning are not ideal. 
but you kind of give and take for when it comes in the schedule and, uh, you know, maybe not primo conditions. I think it's elevated by the fact that it's in, you know, mid to late February. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But the West Coast swing has been good. It's been the best part of the schedule for a reason. And I think some bad weather and some uh, underwhelming results shouldn't shouldn't have us overreacting to what's happened. Um, all right, let's get on. We've done Tesla. We've done everything here. Let's just jump into. You know what I'm out on? I'm going to tell you what I'm out on. What? E-bikes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't understand it. Either you bike or you don't. These, I got kids racing around my neighborhood. I sound like an old man. Here. Yeah, that is pretty bad. You sound I like am an old just man. praying, praying. That these things are have some sort of restrictions before my daughter is of an age where she can ask for an e-bike. See these like 12-year-olds whipping around corners at like 20 miles an hour. And it's like, Jesus, if I was riding one of these things at, at 12, 13 years old, I would have killed myself. And, and it- I just also think there's nothing wrong with a bicycle. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with having to pedal to go somewhere. This is the 460cc head, you know, forgiving mishit of bikes. Either you bike or you don't. Pedal. <laughs> it's not a bike. <laughs> why do we, like, why do we it's have a scooter? To, yeah. This is bullshit. I've never understood. The, then they're expensive as all hell. These people talk about they bike to work. They're on these things. You're not even pedaling. It's like was- self-correcting drivers. I was talking to one of the parents down the street who's got an older kid, and it, it was like the kid, this kid rides his mountain bike around, but apparently it's like a big problem that he doesn't have an e-bike, and all the other oh, kids do. God. And it's like, what? Man, the scooters are a little hot around me with the younger kids, which also fly, the electric scooters. Those are also zips, zipping around the neighborhood, but who knows? Yeah. I just don't tell me you're biking when you're just kind of flying around <laughs> on a battery well, or whatever. That's the other thing. These guys go now there's these e-bikers that go up into the mountains and they call it mountain biking with your oh, e-bike. Get out of here. It's like why don't you just like do it more so you could go up the hill without your little propeller? <laughs> little motorbike. Just say yeah, you rode your Harley basically up the mountain and down. That's what that's a kid. That's what it's closer to. Um, all right, we're all over the place. Let's go. Hey, you know what I want to do? They're wearing, they're mammals with e bikes. <laughs> all right, all right. No, that is truly a fraud, complete fraud. If you're in your you know Lance Armstrong jersey, but you got a motor in your bike, <laughs> and then you're walking around pretending like you're, you know. In the Tour de France. You know what they're probably driving, too? I know what I... I know exactly what they're driving. (laughs) They got the rack on the back of it or whatever it is. I know exactly what they're driving. I love all these people. I love everyone. Regardless of whether... What bike, what car you drive. I have no prejudice against any of these kinds of people. Uh, Just observations from from the road and the street. Uh, let's go to an exercise I whipped up here. And here's a question. This is golf yeah. related. Okay. I'm sorry to delay your question. No. If somebody uses uses a motorized push cart, can they say that they push their bag? 
I think we're just now we're looking for we're just looking for debates that don't we need don't need to get into. Well, this is I think my the priorities here is these walking. e-bikers. These e-bikers say they biked in the morning. <clears throat> right, I bike to work. I don't I, think uh, anybody that used a motorized push cart would say I pushed my clubs. Is my point. You say you walked. I mean, I think that's the priority is you walked, whether you carried your push cart, electric or or manual. But like if somebody said, oh, did you did you carry? And I'd say, oh, if I use the push cart, I say, oh, no, I push my clubs. You'd never say that if you use a push cart. A motorized push cart. (laughs) These these (laughs) e-bikers say they biked. That's what gets me. You didn't bike. I, I, I'm I with you. 100% lockstep on this one. Uh, it's a scourge upon our society. You know, there's a lot of problems in this world, and this is among the, the most important, critical. Uh, all right, let's get to this exercise. I whipped up something. We're talking about superstars. Are, a lot of do, talk about what? Are we talking about the Vedanta? We'll talk about Su- the Vedanta. Superstars in the Vedanta. Is Let's it, do that. Actually, let's do that first. There's no is the number divisible of what superstars in the Vedanta? Yeah, can you divide the number? I actually didn't do that calculus. I didn't do that one. I mean, Finau is not a superstar. <laughs> so the I answer actually, is zero. Is it zero a non-divisible number? Yeah, I think so. I got to look at who else is in the field. I didn't go that far down. But Fino I had is just a guy in my calculation. Uh, so which is, that's a preview of what's uh, to come. He, let's hear this. Count we went this 50 list. deep. No, no, that's a teaser. We'll do schedule for the week. We'll do oh, an ad read. make for, people wait? We'll do an ad read for our e-biking and Tesla driving friends. Uh, get their probiotics in the morning. Uh, and then... We'll do this. Stars, superstars, needles, guys, studs. We'll, we'll break it down. People are worried about has Liv taken too many stars? I think looking at the holistic view, we might get a, get a good sense of that. Let's do our schedule for the week. We have the Mexico Open, Evadenta Vallerta. Um, I got an interesting, interesting tip from a close observer of the game. I know you're all about churn these days, Andy. You got your eyes on the churn. You're ready to pounce on the models. I am ready to ready. storm the I'm gates ready. of the drawbridge. I'm ready to give flowers, though. Too. I'm ready uh, uh, to. I'm ready to praise the modelers and trust them down any road. That's the thing. I'm, I'm sure ready to are. go either way on it. I'm sure you are. Um, so all the KFT and Q school grads are in this week at Mexico, but next week Palm Beaches Cognizant Classic at the Palm Beaches. First alternate, still Parker Cootie. Dozen of those what? guys basically getting through cognizant will play three of nine events to start the season. All the Q school grads, all the KFT grads, three of nine. You know, it's not a long schedule and we're basically at March 1st. So they're going to get three starts. This matters. So this person suggested astutely, there might be 30% churn into signature events. But the guys churning in, basically, you have to be 51 to 100. And and so there's sort of a, there's like various gates, right? And that's kind of always been the case, but it seems much more uh, onerous, right? Harder to crack those gates open because you're not getting any starts. You're getting three of nine starts here at the first. 
Uh, which is another, you know, maybe support for why a Myrtle Beach Classic should exist. You know, you know who it didn't points, stop? Crumbs. What's that? You know who this didn't stop? Who? Pavone. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he came in via the Euro, right? The Euro top 10 exemption. I think they're dealing with the same thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... There's de- they're dealing with the same thing. They're behind Zach Johnson and Charlie Hoffman in line. So this is a chance. Vidente Vallarta, Mexico Open for some of these KFT and Q school. Harrison Endicott, who's been playing in Bahrain and elsewhere, I think he gets a shot to finally play on the PGA Tour. They're dominating Q school. This is four to seven on Golf Channel, uh, Thursday, Friday. NBC is back. One to three, three to six on NBC. Do you see Bones Mackay is our lead analyst this week? He what? is in the, the Great Bake Off and the NBC lead chair goes to Bones Mackay. He says he's not doing this full-time, no plans to do this full-time, is still on the bag for Justin Thomas, but is taking a taking a dip in the waters, I guess, during a week off. I get my my answer to this, my question about this is like, who is this serving? What's the point of this? I think Bones is great, but he's not clearly going to be the long-term solution. And NBC is just doing a revolving door. I like why give a pretty prominent opportunity chair someone we know is good but clearly has no chance or no designs well, or plans on doing this someone we know is good and someone we know will you'll never put in that chair right bones could right. say well, i'm right. hanging them up i want this right. and they still aren't giving it to him you gotta be a player or a major winner i mean who knows what the quals will be then by then but yeah it's just weird it's it's a throwaway event. It's not a big event, but still, it's a. It, it doesn't seem like you're moving the ball down the field at all. But like, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways, um, they could have given this, Matt every a shot. Anybody, I, I we just know Bones isn't doing this full time. <clears throat> Notables: Finau, Hoffman, Hoygaard, Nikolai. That is Mackenzie Hughes. Charlie Hoffman made notable. Ernest, real notables. Uh, Francesco Molinari, Eric Van Royen, and Johnny Vegas makes notables. Uh, I'm pumped. I just got some EVR shoes. Yeah. Nice. He's I got did, his own I, shoe. He does. Echo, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Vidanta, the signature course, Norman's signature course. Um, it was awarded. Let's, let's, oh, God, I got it wrong here. The Norman Signature Course, awarded Renovation of the Year by Golf Incorporated Magazine in 2022. <laughs> the Vallarta Course is home to the PGA Tour Mexico Open, designed by legend Greg Norman, featuring wall-to-wall past Palom. It winds along the Ameca River, providing views of the Sierra Madre Mountains from every hole. Large landing areas off the tee give way to large, undulating greens protected by cavernous bunkers in typical Norman fashion. Is that his hallmark? cavernous bunkers i know he has the cave bunker at uh mayakoba but maybe in typical norman fashion that's his thing cavernous bunkers that's what he's become known for here's um golf signature signature if you want a cavern bunker call third like greg here is uh this is the other this is on norman's own design company website the norman course of adanza nuevo verta it's first line, first boast signature. 
home to the world's longest golf cart suspension bridge. This 18-hole design on Mexico's It's a marvel of design. It's got something that nobody else has. The longest golf cart suspension bridge. So, I mean, that's a category here. It's got to be suspension because I bet there's a longer non-suspension bridge somewhere out there. That's the first line uh, on the Vedanta Vallarta. It says uh, it compasses the do you think finest. People take, do you think people take their picture before they go on the bridge? I'm sure. Or at, do you do it after? You, we you do, we just came a, over across this. An Instagram story, probably the whole way across. You might need an e-bike to get across, given how long it is. Who knows? Can't pedal. Um, encompasses the finest in golf with unsurpassed course conditioning on wall-to-wall past pale and plain surfaces. It is one of the the Mexico Open at Vedanta. It's one of the most important golf tournaments on the PGA Tour. Just completely untrue. Uh, well, or in addition, what to some constituents, this is one of the most important events. Locals, Mexico golf. It's a big well, boon. I saw they're doing plenty for the first tee of Mexico for, for the now, guys that for the guys that have it. For the guys that have only made three start, this is their third start of the year. This is one of the most important golf events on the PGA Tour That's calendar fair. for them because they That's might fair. only get nine starts. That's what fair. if they don't? What if they don't hit the minimum starts number because they didn't get in? Are they automatically <laughs> non qual non tour members? I think that's what the Myrtle Beach Classic and other things are for. I'm sure they'll get there. Uh, as challenging for the championship tees as it is for giving from the forward tees, though that's Hard what giving. you want. That's what you want. Norman courses offers four different options for players. All this in a trip across the world's longest suspension bridge from the Emeka River <laughs> from Nayarit to J- Jalisco. And you'll not experience a round like it anywhere else in the world. No round like it anywhere else in the world. Maybe that's the, the appeal of the bridge. So this is where they are this week. Do you have a one and done? At no, I, but, well, uh, I was going to say that I feel like live players should have picked up on Greg's gaslighting, um, you know, tactics by, you know, reading, reading his, his uh, design website. What's the gaslighting tactics? We will get OWGR yeah, points as soon as exactly. you sign up. You will be in the majors. You will you will get OWGR points. You will get be in the majors. Just like <laughs> Vedanta is one of the finest golf courses in the world. Un- unsurpassed. Unsurpassed experience. <laughs> um, do you have a one and done pick for the Vedanta Vallarta Mexico? Hey, you know what? How hot is Polly's picks? He's hot. I think he's seven for seven profitable weeks. That the name of the game here is just blast it. You just gotta have a guy that just bombs oh, yeah. it. The yep. field is super weak. I'm taking Tony Feet out. I think he could play bad and finish in the top ten at this golf course. Purse is eight point one million. Just just obscenely big purse for I was Another, this is just a bridge event. Can I read to you the order in which OWGR players are are in this field? Can I just read to yeah, you? Please. The top ten OWGR players. This please. is in order. This is the way this one fantasy league I'm in organizes the picks, and I mm-hmm. always find it humorous. Um, for these events. All right, ready? Yeah. Number one, Tony Finau. 
Okay. What what is he in OWGR? Does it say? Let me, let me just pull that. It it doesn't say he's like twentieth uh, or something. I'll look. I it think up. he's yeah around twenty. Let's see. Okay. He, Tony Finau he's is twenty four. Yeah. Next okay. up, Nikolai Ho- Hoygaard, thirty four. Those All right, next up, Grumpy Grio, <laughs> 40. 40th. Yeah. Next up, yep. Ryan Fox, 41. Foxy had a had to go toe to had to go toe to toe with my co-host last week in the Los Angeles area golf course. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped seven birdies on his ass. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did. I did. 41st player in the world. <laughs> didn't see it coming. We didn't talk about that. Humble, kept it humble. I guess we're not now. But go well, ahead. You're, you brought it up. I, I brought it up. it up. Yeah, you, I'm giving you your flowers. Go ahead. Um, the next next one's Piss Bear, Thorbjorn Olsen. He's 59, hey. 59 <laughs> in the world. Real quick, Fox was amazing, right? Just I did, but I was being facetious about dropping seven birds. That was not contentious. Great experience, right? Honestly. Best dude. Let's be real. The only way that I'm dropping seven birdies in a round is if I'm extraordinarily comfortable. And, and that's was... a testament. The guy is amazing. He's like just like playing with one of your like friends. He's unreal. No yeah. pretension. Awesome dude. Like yeah. honestly, one of my favorite professional golfers <laughs> I've ever met. It's like got that worldliness about him, right? Real world player. Not kind of. Kind of the myopic view, living in the swamp his whole life. He was telling me about how how uh, <laughs> playing in Kazakhstan uh, during the, his challenge tour days, and how they actually had some good golf courses, but they were staying. He said that they stayed <laughs> player ho- in that. the I player know. hotel. He said was he thinks it was a psych ward. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and people like players were in their rooms. <laughs> and people were coming in to check on him. At no, night, like the nurses. Oh, that's kind of nice. Can I get your water? <laughs> Think about Some playing golf chips. in Kazakhstan. <laughs> I think Kepka was on the challenge tour when that happened. Maybe I feel like he played Kazakhstan. All right, Foxy's in it. What else Fox- you got? You said piss bear. Right, so piss bear at fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. Next up is my fighting Illini great Thomas Dietrich at 67. Then Hubbard at 68. Wow. McIntyre at 71. I mean, think about this if they didn't have that Euro exemption. If you didn't have the Euro exemption that's new this year, you wouldn't have Hoygaard, Fox, uh, Piss Bear, or Big Shot Bob. <laughs> Keith Mitchell, 73. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes is in there at, also at 74. That's that rounds out. That's your top 10 players in this field. What a fucking joke. <laughs> Shouldn't everybody like if you want points <coughs> or you're looking for a solidify a top 50 ranking, shouldn't you be in this field? Should be in it, right? I mean, all right. That's a long way of saying you're taking fee now. Bomb. Just rip it up the fairway here. All right. As you just illuminated, Andy, this is a 4A special for a 4A event and a 4A field. 
I'm taking the GOAT 4A player, hot, at least for 54 holes at a time, hot. Steven Yeager, my guy, the GOAT, the web tour, KFT tour, whatever, buy.com tour, GOAT, Steven Yeager in the 4A Mexico Open. Um, All right. Let's continue. Hey, I got to apologize Go for the language. I didn't mean to drop that F bomb. What is this now? Okay. There are kids listening. Just got caught up in the moment. <laughs> Field strength is something that really gets you emotional. Well, I just. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. What are we doing here? Why We need events. We need playing opportunities. We just talked about how these rookies haven't been a chance to play. We need something. They can't, the world ranking can't be good. They've been just puttering and billowing, shipping around for the last two months, barely, basically. <laughs> Twiddling their thumbs. All right. On we, the should LPGA have, tour. we should have some rookies on and say it like a, we should have the r- rookies on 10 weeks into their PGA tour careers, a career and, uh, and have them have them break down what their, they're like, what their life on to what life on tour has been like. And they're like, well, I, you know, well, honestly, I, got, I don't really know. I got, you know, four tournament rounds under my belt. Um, on the LPGA tour of the Hyundai LPGA Thailand, the tour picks up after the long break from Florida. Um, this has got a bunch of uh, studs in it. Celine Boutier, Corpus, Lynn Grant, Brooke Henderson, Jin Young Ko, Ma, Maya Stark, Lilia Vu, and Ruinon Ying. This is overnight golf on Golf Channel, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday. So that's overnight. Uh, on the Champions Tour, we have the Trophy Hassan 2. They're over in Morocco. Why this exists, who the hell knows? I'm sure it is subsidized entirely by Morocco. This is at in Royal Golf Dar es Salaam in Rabat, Morocco, with such notables as Stephen Ames, Woody Austin, John Daly, David Duval, Miguel Angel Jimenez, Scott McCarran, anchoring his way across the See Colin Montgomery, Jeff Sluman. McCarran and, makes it over for the this, but he but they don't make go for it the over open, the open senior open. Don't want to go to whatever. Where were they? Royal Chink Ports last year. Royal Chink Ports. Ports. Yeah. No, like, last year was Porth Call. Porth Call. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget that tournament. That tournament yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh Duffy Waldorf is your last notable in Morocco. Lots of content. You know, you've got John Daly, you know, walking with camels in the desert. and That's catnip for people over there. I told you what what the appearance fee for like a guy like Duffy Waldorf is, right? <laughs> for like a Monday outing. I think I'm I sure you did. And it just kind of stayed in my brain for about five minutes. What What is it? Like for a non-champions, like a middle of the road champions tour player. Think like Ted Purdy. <laughs> the appearance fee is apparently like fifteen grand for a Monday outing. You got to pay fifteen thousand dollars to get a no name on the Champions <coughs> Tour to your Monday outing. Ah, uh, they're over in Morocco though. They're growing the game in Morocco. Duffy Waldorf. Uh, on the DP World Tour, we have the Magic of Kenya, Kenya Opa. 
Open event of the week. Favorites. Event of the <laughs> week right here. Do you see the video of Ken Green? Ken Green? Yeah, super cool. His Breaking down his yardage book. 30 years ago. Very cool. Check that out on DP World Tour. Um, purse 2.5 million. Notables, Jonas Blixt. Dylan Fratelli, the frugal one, is in Kenya. Justin Harding. Who I swear, wasn't he on live? Didn't Justin Harding go to live? Maybe he's off live. Rikua Hoshino. Romain Langascu. Apologies for the uh, pronunciation there. Thurston Lawrence and Matthias Schwab. That is on Golf Channel 5 to 8 a.m. Coffee Golf. If you want to watch the magical Kenya Open. So we've got, wouldn't say there's a great schedule. We've got Mexico, Thailand, Morocco, Kenya. And then we've got the Live Boys, the International Series, Oman, which I don't believe is on television anywhere, at least for the American audience. That's your schedule for the week. Um, all right. If you're up early watching the magical Kenya open, first thing you should do is go to your fridge. I keep it in the fridge. My AG one, I keep it in a canister. It's become a part of my everyday routine. I pour it in a little, my little shaker bottle. As you often say, you get your burst of water hydration. I'm often too quick to go to the coffee and I forget my water and then my day is moving along and rushing the kids out. I just don't have enough water. So I get that along with all the nutrients, probiotic, prebiotic, whatever it is, all these extra ingredients that I don't want to chase all day. In addition to the hydration, it's my morning routine. I'll do it this week as I watch the magical Kenya open. That will be up and Adam on the television. Taking care of my health is not always easy. I'll tell you that. But it should at least be simple. That's why for the last year and a half about, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel sort of energized. A lot of people speak to that, the energy, focus. A lot, we've had anecdotal people message Burst of about energy. That. Burst. It's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. That's what I need. I just don't need to be doing all this mixing and matching and all that. And so I have my AG1. I get on my e-bike and take a spin around the neighborhood. And then charge up the Tesla. Yep, and then charge up the Tesla. There's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health. It's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash shotgun. That's drinkag1.com slash shotgun. All right. Where do you want to go next? We've talked about a lot of different far, far afield topics today. I can't um, believe we talked for this long. I thought this episode I, would be over in 30 I minutes. thought it would be too. Should I even do this? Should I do yeah, my little well, sorting? Yeah, let's do it. Why exercise? wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? All right. A lot of talk about stars. And uh, this There's is got, subjective Something's going to happen before Friday's episode. We're going to have something to chew on. This is subjective exercise. You know, I'm not suggesting... There's my star in the is your star is this superstar like it's a, it's a very like first take type debate but i think looking at it in total is helpful to understanding where the balance of power has has shifted or not shifted in professional golf does that make sense a little bit go ahead yeah i you i can assure you that people are going to disagree with this on totally on 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 x the i'm happy to be, come for you yeah, I'm happy to be reworking this. It's a, it's a living document, living document like the Constitution. Um, 
All right. The needle is category one. And there's one and only Tiger Woods. He's his own thing. What about the ratings? Know. What about the rating? What ratings? OWGR ratings? No, the 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 telecast numbers. Yeah. From Thursday. Bad. Way down. Way is down. He the needle anymore. Do you think Sunday well, Red ki- killed the needle? Was Nike actually the needle? He played early on uh-huh. Thursday, right? He I, did. I, I think we're kind of beholden a little bit too much to ratings, and that goes for Live, goes for PGA Tour, it goes for everything. The needle is Tiger. He's a unique rainmaker in the history of golf. It's no quibbles there. Mega stars. Next category after the needle. Phil, Live member. He's a runner-up in a major last year. He's a billionaire or whatever, you know, second most earning of all time. Phil, Rory, Spieth, mega stars. Those are your three. That's that's insane. Okay. Superstars. Phil's had better major success in the last three years than Spieth. I don't disagree. That's an insane thing to, statement to make about about one that's in his prime. I just think he needs to get bumped down one. Okay, that's totally fine. I, I, I look. I'm going based off that's evidence. My, this supplied is your to opinion. Us. No, it's just it's also I would say hastily put together in preparation for this episode. I just want to begin the discussion. I'm not suggesting this is Bible. Uh, Spieth was T4 at the Masters last year. So megastars, Spieth, Rory, and Phil. Superstars, Rom, Brooksy, Bryson, three straight live boys, JT, Scheffler, and Hideki. I think for reasons that it should be obvious as sort of a global superstar. It's interesting. This Nowadays, you know, golf is mostly consolidated. I know Liv has fractured things, but in a prior era, where would we put a Jumbo Ozaki? What would we make of him? Like we have Hideki sort of a, a playing, you know, we understand his impact in Japan, but we also understand where he is in a, a PGA Tour or a major championship rubric. Yeah. We got the Piss Bear playing the PGA Tour. <laughs> Are you okay with that? Ron Brooks, Bryson. I think so. I, I, JT Shuffler, I'm trying Hideki. to think of if I would put anybody in there, but I, I just... I don't think you could get Hovland in there yet. He's close. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got Hovland down a bit. Uh, what about Morikawa? I've got the next level stars. I've got Morikawa, DJ, and Ricky. Mm. Ricky's still a big time star. He's fallen yeah. off the. I noticed last week he was playing with like, I want to say like. Mackenzie Hughes and just yeah, not, it was a bad group. Yeah, it was. I was like, huh, they kind of jammed him. I mean, it's just not a Ricky kind of thing, but it's, 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 he's still a star. DJ, so we've gone, we've named about 15 guys and four of them are live with Rom, I still or five. Put, Rom, Brooks, I still Bryson, might Phil. put, I still DJ. might put DJ up one. Okay. I think, like, look, this is a totally subjective thing. There's something about DJ, like, obviously, he doesn't play into the whole, I'm going to be a marketer, I'm going to be a celebrity type, type deal. Whereas Ricky might, I feel JT like with does. DJ, my case for DJ, and I think, I think two things can be true. He's absolutely on, on the, in the very 
end. I think he's at the end of his career. Like the backside of it. I think he, yep. he's, he can still win golf tournaments because he's one of the three most talented players we've seen in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I would say that DJ a year ago going into the masters, he was still a first like page favorite. Yeah. Okay. And I know he had a bad year last year, but that's, I just, I have a hard time dropping him from literally like him and Rory are the two best players of, of their generation. Totally. To down to with, with the player. Yeah. Like that's, I, some of this is playing in like, what, what, what do they, it's a subjective. Do they make it, make you pop for a reason? He doesn't even try. He doesn't, he's fine with contented, but everybody knows who DJ is. Yeah, I don't think everybody knows who Colin Morikawa is. I'll say, right. I mean, Excel is claiming he's you know, pushing that that he's the next global superstar. I just don't know that he's there yet. But he he has a big push behind him. Um, I'll say there are four guys on this list that are in the top fifty in PGA Tour wins. It's Tiger and Phil, obviously, and then DJ and Rory. And I'm not sure anybody in this era is going to enter that anymore. I mean, there's JT. Who knows? Like, like some guy could come. JT is probably likely, you know, top 50 all time in wins. But it's just harder to win. So, yeah. DJ and Rory, I'm not quibbling. I'm not, like, saying their resumes make them. They're clearly superior. Who do you think's right. more recognizable, JT or DJ? To average golf fan. That's the, I mean, DJ has the advantage of time. I think JT is probably much more recognizable to like anyone with a social media account, people under 40 and under. I don't know. But DJ has the advantage of like six, seven, eight years extra exposure. Um, time, time's super important yeah. in an underrated. This is so where this Phil. longevity, oh. this is longevity super important for golf stardom. Yeah. I mean, Phil is fourth on this list. That's why, like, Arnold Palmer was the top earner. You know, like, yeah, I, I know that. I get it. All right. Saying, like, if you're doing feature groups or something this week. Content Kings. These guys should maybe go higher. Maybe they're stars. I can't figure. They're just in their own box. Sergio and Patrick Reed. To me, these guys are super. These guys are stars. Recognizable. Pat Reed is very recognizable. Sergio longevity, a lot of stuff going on with Sergio. I'd say they're very, they're, they're stars. They're brands. Well, I thought you were going to go with like Max Homa for content games. No. I listen, Sergio, he's been around for a long time. That's the thing. Both these guys have been around. Reed were on 11 years, 12 years of Reed. Becoming increasingly sort of irrelevant and fringe. I would say, you know, maybe that's just probably for the best <laughs> for him and the fan. I don't know, but uh, he was a, he was a incredibly sort of divisive and popular for a reason there. All right. Studs, the biggest category, like just studs. And I think this is where we're getting at. Like, what is a star? What is a great player? Like who moves needles? Who can you sell tickets for studs? Hovland, Cantley, Xander, 
Homa, Zalatoris, Neiman, Matt Fitzpatrick, Wyndham Clark, Adam Scott, and this is not an order. This is just a category. I have Cam Smith here. Is that too low for Cam? But I have him with Neiman and Hovland. Can't lay those kinds. I, he's definitely probably got almost the most. I mean, it, you take out Adam Scott of this list, he's got the most accomplishments. Yep. So we've done like 30, 35 guys, and we've hit like five live players, and then I have Sergio and Pat reading their own thing. So we're kind of getting to the debate of like, this is where the tour finds its depth. And what's the value of that depth in this like studs category? Does that make sense? Is it it's less valuable than having like Ron Brooks Bryson that we mentioned a couple categories ago? And I, I think, think that's the, sort of the debate. Go ahead. I think the issue is if you, so you're taking now 35 players, but the vast majority in the bottom tiers of them, bottom tier of them were PGA tour players. If you, reverse yeah. it if you go to where you go to dj it's five of 12 five something. of yeah like 15 yeah that's where you're feeling the impact yep phil ron brooks bryson dj is what i have and you get about 15 deep um and if you had uh, if you had dj up one then it cuts out two more players so it'd be five of 12 yeah, let's just yeah. say it just Jump for argument yeah, if you d- bump like them up one more, then five it's twelve. Five of twelve, and that's yeah. it's not. And those are the people that matter. That's like what this whole thing is saying. Studs are okay. It's great they're here, and you're excited if they win. But like, yep. you're not going to the golf course to see them. Yep, yep. I think there's there's advantages to obviously the depth of being able to fill like three, four feature groups. There's also, and, and, you know, whoever Phil just deciding to punt on a week or something like that. But yeah, the tour has its disadvantages and advantages in this analysis. Guys, I think, I think before people go nuts about this, I'm expecting them to, this wasn't an end all be all thing. Go ahead. I think a good way to frame this exercise is, is through the lens of like, if Tiger Woods is on the golf course and all these guys are on the golf course in their own groups with two other guys, what are the groups that have people in them watching golf? None. Phil's group. Maybe. Tell you last week. Rory's group. Tell you last week. I jumped from Tiger to Rory Clark and Homa. There was no one in there. Now, granted, they figured they probably could pick Rory up after Tiger finished because they were on opposite ends, but there was nobody there. So. I mean, so this, if you take Tiger, so then let's take Tiger out. Okay, sure. Who are the who are the people that have people watching? Rory, every time. Phil. Spieth. Every time. Spieth, I would agree Spieth every time. Is speed the category above JT? Like I have him here. Yeah. Okay. See. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Is he a category above Rom? Like I have him here. He's so just a guy on the course. Okay. Quibble with that. Yeah. But for these, you know, artsy fartsy sort but, of rankings, go ahead. I think like people are going to come after us about like, uh, 
Victor Hovland. Totally. I, There's nobody, I, nobody if, if all these guys are on the course at the same time, nobody is watching Victor Hovland. I don't, as much as we love his game and his personality, I don't think he's sort of penetrated the way that people probably would think outside of Scandinavia and a hardcore and like the golf fan. He's great. Awesome. Awesome talent. And he will jump up. All right. So we've done studs. Guys. So just guys. Sam Burns, Tommy Fleetwood, Turrell Hat. Oh, Tommy. So I went like I did. I did the 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 data golf rankings. I looked at guys who've won majors in the last 10 to 15 years because that's some sort of that has like a subjective element to it beyond the ranking. So Burns, Fleetwood, Hatton, Tom Kim has juice, but he's just a guy for this. He's at least included. Tony Finau, Cam Young, Taylor Gooch, Harmon, he won a major, he's reigning champion golf for the year. Sunjay, Jason Day, <clears throat> Justin Rose, won a major. I might move Jason Day up. I understand. He doesn't, I don't think he does much for people. It's it's the, the longevity thing. It's the longevity up. thing. Yeah. You could move him up to studs, I guess. I don't know. I just I think sometimes we forget about like attendee of a golf tournament. If I walked up to like a random guy at Riv, uh-huh. which is probably on like the 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 more sophisticated scale of fans on the PGA tour. Okay. And I was like, hey, are you would you rather watch Tom Kim or Jason Day? I think like 90% of them would be like fair. Jason Day. That's fair. There's some there's some big blankets we had to throw over like guys who are necessarily just, identical here. I know. I just think that Jason Day, I mean Jason Day was the best player in the world in the last decade without got, a doubt. I've got Adam Scott a, a category above. I should probably have Jason Day. Yeah, if him. Adam Scott's in that category, you got to put Jason Day. Here's part of what my calculation was: the Hideki element. I was trying to think of like a South African, a J- Japanese player. Like all the Aussies hate are not big fans of Jason Day. Like a global sort of appeal. He doesn't check that box. So that's kind of where I was having trouble. Like who does he check the box for? But Adam Scott, I think they do prop up and same with cam smith and others but all right we'll move him up i've got then rose lowry who major winner lowry won a major like three years ago just a guy though webb stenson usti what add some live boys to the just a guy category webb i don't know where's West players in a major what where's westy he's not Polt- i think polter could get into the just a guy category yeah maybe he's a personality he's got a brand you throw he had a ne- Netflix episode about him. Quite honestly, probably didn't find his name in my scrolling deep down the <laughs> rankings or the major winners. or the, I mean, I did a couple different metrics for this. He didn't pop. Uh, then last category. Where's totally, Glover? Where's Lucas Glover? He's he not any of them. <laughs> didn't make a guy category. I guess he's a TGL player, though. Was he Atlanta sure. Drive? Uh, I think he's Jupiter Lynx, no? Or did he go to Atlanta Drive? That was a bad signing. That was a bad, bad free agent acquisition by. I'm just glad the ball frogs don't have have Glover. I've got Burns, Finau, and Cam Young in, in this group. I think they're below like Hovland, Cantley, Xander, that kind of. I don't know. I Maybe agree that with feels that. Right. Okay. All right. All right. 
Uh, last category, its own little box, Rising Stars, like the NBA All-Star game, the Rising Stars game. Ludwig Aberg, who is kind of his own oh, category, 11th in the world. He could, You could move him up. He hasn't played a major. I know. So I have him in his own box. Kind of hard to rising stars game. Aubert, but he has his own category within the rising stars. Figala, older. I know he's older, but sort of he's he's got an appeal and a star. It actually feels like he's more than a guy, but not a stud yet. Okay. I, I like this category in between guys and studs. Okay. We'll come up right. with another one. It's our ranking. We can do whatever the hell we want. I think we slot these above just guys. Okay. I, I like that. Because then they can bump down to just guys as we've seen more from them. Yeah. There's an appeal to the unknown, right? The appeal to the hot yes. five-star prospect that came in. That There's an appeal to longevity. There's also appeal to the, the hot prospect. So Eber, Figala, Minwuli. I think he's got a little bit of juice. Yeah, I think he's got lots of juice. I put Pooj and Shakara in here. I don't uh, really know. I think where I we put, put those them. guys in guys. I yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't. Want, I wanted to throw the live bots a bone here. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So Thigala Minwuli, Nico Hoygard, who is a bona fide like he's done stuff already, and Akshay, who's got ah, a I like the Akshay in inclusion. one opposite field event, but you know, clearly has some stardom potential. I guess That's if it. you got all those guys in there, I, I'm fine with having, having the little car. Yeah. I'm surprised okay. you didn't put Dunlap and, uh, and Surratt in there. Are you worried That's about fair. Dunlap? Um, no, I mean, he's played like three events. He's got three oh. years of exceptions too. three yeah. years, three year parachute. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, Dunlap, throw him in Rising Stars, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I guess he's actually won. Can't quibble with that. All right, that's my ranking. Anyways, interesting way to break it down. Can I ask we- you a couple questions? Yeah. How close were you to getting Hoagie and Todd in there? <laughs> Hoagie was crossed my mind. But like when you open the door for a hoagie, you open the door to like seventy-five people. You just add it. Like there's so no line anymore. The hoagie. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. These people are all excellent. They're top-rated player. Like top, they crossed my scrolling. That's a, like. But this is just a subjective little thing. And you add hoagie, you start adding just a lot of names. What about the kitty cat? No, no. No. Who's the is the highest ranked player that didn't even get uh, conversation septic tank? Uh, I had him as a joke in <laughs> stars next to DJ and Morikawa, but it felt like we were running lawn. I didn't want to have a kind of a digression there on septic tank. I had him in stars. I would have been with there Ricky. for septic. I mean, we're still trying to understand what he is in the post scares era. You know, it hasn't been pretty. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. Just an exercise. I don't know. Something to think about. When Where we were was talking, Keegan? Keegan was he just wasn't guys. In there. I thought about you it. You had I guess the put 15th ranked player in the world. <laughs> I know. I saw him. A, put Boston, him guys. Common, a Boston Common star. He's got to be with guys in that whole Lowry, Webb, Stenson, Usti. Okay. Range. All right. I'll go. put him there. I feel I'll like Keegan's there. pretty recognizable. I think so. In a certain, you'd part get of the at least the Masshole contingent would be excited yeah, about him being sure. at an event. 
Sure. So anyways, we were just talking Sunday about how Zalatoris and Hideki needed to kind of backfill that sort of what happens after Rory sort of Rory Scheffler JT speed category. Like they need that sort of level of player to up its ante. And I'm just wondering what kind of levels are there out there? Where do we really try to break these down? Um, and a somewhat goofy exercise. But. You know, what's crazy is the um, the whole pip thing. 20 guys in the pip. Yeah. Yeah. Only one won a tournament on the West Coast swing. And not so we're going to be at no pip or one pip winner through Mexico. Who These are the most popular Wyndham player. Clark? Wyndham Clark, who is number 20th. Yeah. Keep in mind. Because he won the US Open. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can blame everything, but your stars have to win. Yep. Yep. All right. I think that does it for this Wednesday episode. News is uh, Augusta moved its second tee back. Into oh, the I wanted to talk yards. about this. All right. Let's talk about it. Media Guide came out yesterday. Everybody kind of pours through that, you know, less... Uh, conspicuous changes in the 13th tee, which everybody had tweeting last year. So this was the one. T- second tee, back into the left, 10 yards. Our own Cameron Hurd spotted it quickly, dropped it in our Slack. Uh, what did you want to talk about? That's kind of uh, kind of a traffic, a weird area in the course, right? It's kind it's of be hard to get back. around it. Yeah, right. I think it's the a good move back. for the just you know tournament. I mean, that bunker, Why? everybody could just blow it over it. I think they should just get rid of the bunker, though. The bunker is not original. You're talking a bunker in the second fairway on the right. Uh, yeah, the I right. do yeah. wonder, though, like one of my favorite things is when guys blast it left. Does that take the away that a little bit? Right. If you move it back left, I just think you'd have less left misses. Yes. Because the players are going to be yes. hitting more right. Yes. And the left miss is the one that kills you. The delta there. counter, as they call it. Um, and everybody hits a fade. Yeah. More or less. There can so. be lots of lots of poof balls out right. Does it make it a harder hole to get home in two? I mean, 10 yards is 10 yeah. yards. And if they're kind of being well, a little Well, I mean, we saw guys getting so far down the hill. Yeah. I mean, I watched Ryan Fox basically yesterday. Our guy Ryan Fox last year felt like he was closer to thir- three green. I mean, they just jam it through. You know, they can fly right through it, and then they can recover pretty well. So, um, all right, I think that does it. We'll have more Masters coverage, I suppose, in the next six to eight weeks. Everybody enjoy. What do you want to say? I don't Look think like we're going to cover the Masters this year. <laughs> Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday. Send your emails to sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com. We'll have a segment like that on Friday. Talk to you then.